Yeah, God is good. Um, <coughs> that was a great sort of illustration that Bernard just used there. And he kept using these words, faith and reality. He kept using them even when he was introducing the songs. And, and then this morning, <coughs> just this morning, um, myself and Rob traded out preaching. Bridget was supposed to be preaching, actually. And so... Rob would have done it only for he preached his message last week. So he wanted to do it in Bluebell. And, uh, and then I had a message that I spoke in Bluebell. I'm like, Lord, this is easy. I, I had a long week. And uh, I conducted that funeral yesterday that, he, that Bernard was talking about. And, uh, and then this morning, I'm just sitting waiting on the Lord. And he says, turn to Hebrews. So I did. And it's Hebrews 11, if you want to go there. And then when Bernard is talking about faith and realities, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that... I don't know how it's going to come across, but like, that's, that's, that's all right. That's, we're not freaked about that stuff. But I know this, that faith, trusting in Jesus, gains us the reality of heaven and the promises of God. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to trusting, not just... The Bible is not about what Jesus said and Jesus done. The Bible is about what Jesus is saying and doing. It's not a history book. It's not a commentary on some things that God does. The Bible says that the word of God is living and active. So when we read that Jesus done this, he's still doing this. He's still raising people from the dead. He's still giving back mothers and fathers, their sons and daughters. He is still providing for people. He is still looking for the least, the lost, the lonely. He's still going after those who are lost and, tr- and getting them found. He's still the Prince of Peace. That's not something that has re- been... Re- but how do we access all that? It's by faith. It's by trusting that he is who he said he is. He done what he says he done. He, 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 he follows through on the promises of God, that, on the promises that he's made, and we step into them. We just exercised our faith there a few minutes ago by having communion. All of that was by faith that we just done. That we are trusting that the blood of Jesus is eternal. We're trusting that what happened 2,000 years ago on a hill in Calvary is applicable to our lives today. Amen. We exercise faith all the time. And, uh, and there's men and women in, in Hebrews 11 there. And I think there's 17 mentioned by name. And then there's some others that are not mentioned by name. And all they did, all that they achieved in God, was accessed by faith, by trusting in the God who said to do what he told them to do. And you know, um, on the top of my Bible here, it says, Heroes of Faith. You know, and it was on one of the songs there, if someone if someone seen it there. And, um, but these are no superheroes. These are no extraordinary people that we read about in, in this chapter. These are not like, you know, Oh, they're the superheroes of the faith. They had special powers. They were special people, bought or raised in special circumstances. When we read our lives, it's anything but. But they become heroes of faith because they stepped in. They become people that we emulate, people that we admire, the people we like, you know, I'd love to hang out with Enoch for a couple of days. Like, they're those people there. Like, what was Moses thinking about when he raised that staff? They become people that we admire. And people, but they weren't anything special in and of themselves. They were humans like all of us. So therefore, what they had access to, we have access to. In fact, we have an incredible way in more than they even had. 
And I'll tell you about three types of faith that we see in the Bible. There's the faith that gets us saved. Ephesians 2a says, it's by grace, true faith, we are saved. There's a saving faith. Nobody will come into the kingdom without that. And I love grace, true faith. Because I believe even the faith is by grace. It's God drawing us. No one can come to the Father unless they're drawn. Do you know what I mean? It's God's calling us to repentance with cords of love and kindness. And we think, one day I'll give my life to Jesus and there's this background of God's work and God's drawing and God's willing and God's circumstances, circumstantial um, things that are going on in their lives. He's using them, even how tragic they may be at times, but he's using them to cause that eternity that he's put in every person's heart. That's what he says. He put eternity in the heart of every man and he draws on that investment into every human through all types of, of situations. Somebody said, Paul Reed from CFC Church of Belfast said, there's many ways to God, but there's only, oh, there's, there's many ways to Jesus, but there's only one way to God, the Father. Because we all came to Jesus in different ways. But there's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's that saving faith. There's that faith that, that we have if we're saved this morning. And then there's also in Corinthians, it talks about, Corinthians 14 talks about the gift of faith. And that's a supernatural impartation from God to believe against all the odds. And I don't know whether you've, you've been allowed by God, because it's all by His Spirit, it's Him that gives this to, to be able to operate for any moment, any circumstance in the gift of faith. It is the most hilarious, like, logic-defying, whatever, I can't even find a word to say after that. It is incredible. It is God-like. It is like, you believe beyond any circumstance, any situation that's presented, you have this knowing that cannot be moved. Even if you try to move away from it yourself, it pulls you back into it. It's like it has this, it has this slipstream that you go, oh Lord, did you really? And you're back in. Yeah, no, the Lord said it. It's a gift of faith. It, it's something that's from Him and that you know beyond you know, beyond you know. I remember a couple of years ago, and people here will remember it. Well, you'll remember it. Do you remember that summer we had a summer of rain? Ten weeks of rain or something? Do you remember Rihanna brought out our song Umbrella? And for, for all the time that that was in the church, it never stopped raining in this country. Do you remember it? Well, we were having a great big day out in um, Cork Street. We were using a site in Cork Street. And um, I, so it was raining. It, I mean, do you remember, I hope you remember that. It was like, and the week that was on, it seemed to rain more. And I was asked to go on to Spirit Radio to speak about, um, about the great big day out. And I couldn't tell you, even if, I, even if I tried to remember, I couldn't tell you who the, the interviewer was. But before it, the guy says to me, no, when is the great big day out on? But this is before we went on air. And I said, Saturday. I don't know what day this was, but it was, I didn't, Saturday was coming. And he says, but do you not, do you not know the weather forecast? She says, oh, yeah. Honestly, I don't even look at the weather forecast. I refuse to let weather dictate whether I get up in a good humour or a bad humour. And uh, so... Uh, I don't, didn't know. <laughs> didn't. He said, it's going to rain, it's still raining. It's like, and I says, ah, no, I'll stop. Like, just like, ah, no, I'll stop. And uh, he says, it won't stop. And he was getting really, really, like, not firm with me, but he was like, yeah, you're a bit of a tick or something. Like, this is not going to stop. And I says, so I says, look at you, it will stop. End up, it will stop. And he goes out, 
just out the door, comes back in with his phone. He gets on to the BBC Met Office. He says, this is the best Met Office in the world. Weather system is better than anywhere else, any other country. It says it's going to be still raining. And I was like, can you, can you just leave it? Like, oh. So he goes on air. Now I'm thinking that's a conversation. Goes on air. And we're talking. And he says, do you know it's going to rain on... This is live on air. It's going to rain on Saturday and your great big David giveaway will not be on. And now something rolls in me. And I says, it will be on. And it will not rain. And he says, but the weather for... I said, it will not rain. And he says to me, this is on air. This is like an interview with Eamon Dunphy all of a sudden. Or Piers Morgan. Like, it was like... And he says, how do you know it's not going to rain? And this fell out of my mouth. Because God loves the people in my community. And we're going to have this day because people need to know that Jesus loves them. And it was end off. And I goes outside and I go, what am I after saying? <laughs> and something supernatural pulled me back in to, it's not going to rain. It came out of my mouth nearly. He forced it out of my mouth, by the way. It wasn't like I was standing with this like, great man of faith, this superhero different than anyone else. This was Noel. Just, he, he brought her out of me anyway. And uh, all that week, I used, to, I used to be up in my bedroom looking out the window. Lord, it's going to stop raining, isn't it? Lord, it's going to stop raining, isn't it? And again, Thursday and Friday, in my heart and mind, it was going to stop raining. Don't ask me how I knew this. Don't ask me whether, like, or, like Sharon was like, no, you need to get a place for indoors because it's not going to stop rain. I said, Sharon, she'll tell you, it's not going to rain. I'm telling you, it's gonna, we're going to have this on. Come Friday, all the team was ringing me. Like, Noel, are you sure? Stephen Conway was involved in, in running some part of it. Noel, this is madness. You have to get an indoor venue. We had a, a, an opportunity of a place around the corner. And I'm like, no, it's not going to, it's going to stop, Stephen. And there's parts of me where I'm like, Lord, is that true? Going into just my humanity again. And something pulled me back in. I started to pray. I collected a man from the airport that morning, Saturday morning, lashing out of heavens. I mean, election. And I collected a guy called Michael McNamee, who was after sponsoring a thousand school bags, if anybody remembers, to be given out that day. I collected him from the airport. Where is He's a Belfast man. Where is this thing on? No. It's on about four hours. He's like, but look at the rain. It was broken. I said, it's going to stop, Michael. I don't know. I could have been made a show myself. But something of God's faith kicked in. So we. 12 o'clock was about to start. I kid you not. We stood in that complex where we were having it. With the sun is shining as it was right now today. As it is right now. Like people said they went out of the area. And they looked back and there was a square. Over the square. Of where we were. The, like the sky was cut out. And the sun was shining down on us. So much so. And we can find out the time and dates. Whenever that was. I will show you photographs of the great big giveaway. We all had that lovely sun-kissed red necks, red arms, red, red faces because of the sun that day. And then because something kicked in of God. It's by faith and, and that supernatural gift of faith that God gives us. That's not for superheroes either. That's for us when we need it. That like for our kids, for our house, for, our, for the next stage of our lives, wherever it may be. Now God has put that in me. And I don't know why I keep saying it this way. But that's what God, God has put in me. And that something is, comes out of our mouths. 
and something is activated. And I know all of this faith thing has been butchered by the church over the years. Has been messed around with. And the reason why I would say that some of the stuff, the body of Christ saying, you know, the body of Christ in certain sections have faith in faith. Faith in God is the key. Faith in what he, who he is, his character, his nature, his word, what he says and how he's leading. I just, and then the last one, sorry. That was the gift of faith. And the last one is live in faith. You know the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. And we practice that every day. When we get up in the morning and we go, Lord, I bless you for this day. You are living, acting, exercising your faith in Jesus. When you come in to worship him. When you, you know, Hebrew says that, that we enter in. Every time we enter in by the blood of the Lamb, we're exercising our faith in Jesus. What we just do with communion is ex- exercise. When we pray, we're exercising that faith. That, like, if your faith is low and you say the single prayer, oh Lord, help me, you are exercising your faith and your faith. And I'll tell you how powerful that faith is. If your faith is small as a mustard seed, you can say to mountains, be moved, and they will move in Jesus' name. This is an awesome thing that we have. This is a powerful thing. And if I was your enemy, which I'm not, but if I was the enemy, I would try to rob you of that. Because I know you're not going to exercise anything. And you're not going to activate anything unless, that, unless faith is exercised. If I can rob your faith, that the most deceptive thing that the enemy can use on a person. And believe me, I am a victim. I, sorry, I've been a victim of this throughout my own. It's my Achilles heel in the kingdom. If the enemy can deceive us that he's not good because of circumstances or yeses or failures of yourself or other people, if the enemy can convince you that God is not good, he, he, has, he has bamboozled you. I tell you why, if you, if you don't think he's good, you won't go to him. So how can you ever exercise faith? How can you ever come into the things of the kingdom? That the only one who knows your heart and loves you whether you've done everything or nothing, oh, now let's just stay away from the Lord. I'm going to just distance myself. I'll still go to church. I don't know about that relationship. Because if the enemy can convince me that God is not who he says he is and does what he says he does and activates and comes through on his promises, why would I have a relationship with that God? I can tick the boxes and it's a deception. You and I live exercising our faith every day. I want you to read some of these guys. And here's where the writer of Hebrews starts. And I, I, I think this is brilliant. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for. The proof of what is not seen. For our ancestors won God's approval by it. By faith, we understand that, that the universe was created by God's command. So that what is seen has been made from things that are not visible. And I think the start of that, that if... if, if if by faith we believe God created everything, which he did, that God is the creator of all things, that God spoke things into his existence from nothing to everything. If we start there with our faith, well then anything else that comes in life, we go, well look, I serve the God of the universe. I serve the God that created everything. So when life throws that and that, us, now my faith is in the one who holds this whole thing in existence just by his, his very word, then 
I'm thinking the writer of this was so genius, which is the Holy Spirit. He's like, get into that force that your faith is not just in faith. Your faith is not in wishful thinking. Your faith is not in man. Your faith is not in woman, the world systems, the government. Your faith is in the creator of the universe. And if you can start there, well, then everything else will look a bit easier in life. Because no matter what, I serve him. I serve the master. Listen to some of these guys. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith, which is, he speaks about Cain and Abel later on. But like, what was going on? Cain killed Abel, yeah? Abel brought a sacrifice of an animal. Cain brought a sacrifice of his own strength and his own hands. And God's way which he showed to his mom and dad. The way to come in to God, the way to bring something to him, was to sacrifice an animal. Instead, Abel says, I'll make my own way to God. By faith he brought it, the other guy, Abel. Cain killed Abel. I was going to mix up with that. But Abel brings what God designed. The sacrifice that God designed. The way God designed. And Abel was like, I'll make my own way to God. I'll bring my, the works of my labor, the works of my hand. It doesn't matter how good it is. It doesn't matter how pleasant it seems. If it's not God's way, you're not going to access what God has. He has no obligation. I'm, I was walking with a man when I got saved for And I said, his name was Mick. I said, Mick, Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And he says to me, I'll make my own way. I'm like, good luck. Good luck to you. That's what Abel was trying to do. I'll make my own way. I'll make God, I'll shape God into my way of doing things. And it was unacceptable. By faith, Enoch did not experience death. God took him away. For prior to his removal, he was approved since he was pleased with God. It's by faith we're approved. It's by faith in believing what the blood has done. By faith, Noah after being warned about what was not yet not yet seen, and motivated by godly fear, built an ark. That this faith, this, when God says, Noah, I want you to build an ark. I know you haven't seen rain. You don't know what's coming down the road. But believe me, every person that God spoke here, that's what it says at the beginning. It's not something you see with your natural eye. It's the substance that you, you see with your spiritual eye. That somehow Noah is seen without seeing it in the physical. That's what faith is. That this is what God said. This is what he told me to do. Therefore I'm going to do it. But, but, but what about, where, where's even the building suppliers you can get all that wood? doesn't matter about the building suppliers. I'll supply the wood. No. By faith, Abraham left everything he had and everything he knew, knew and obeyed God. Everything that he had, faith leads you, in, leads you into obedience. I was, I was blessed by that song that Bernard put up there. Um, I must confess I haven't really listened to much of that music. But, uh, but We Are Messengers, that song, that's just the type of God you are. And I've reminded that, like there, that's a lad from Monaghan, if anyone, if anyone. Do you remember, um, they were in their church, I don't know, Darren. And, and I, I've known them for a number of years. And I was up in, uh, speaking up at a youth thing and they were doing the worship. And so we were always connecting along, along the pathways. And the Lord, we were there, and at the end, he says, no, will you pray for us as a band? So uh, I says, yeah. So while I'm standing there, I looked over, and the youth were after being playing with the big, a big parachute. You know them games to play? 
And uh, I said, get us that parachute. The Lord gave me a word for them that they were going to leave and travel. And, uh, and that's what happened. That's what ended up happening. And I was thinking about them listening to that song and with this in, in mind. And uh, that even though they got that word, they still had to obey. That like, God will say something to us, but there's an action. That he had to go. He, he, he uprooted his family and went to America. He had to. Now, God has said it. I don't see everything that's ahead of me. And I know the rest of the story when he got there. And how things panned out and how things weren't as easy as they are now for him in regards to, to, to deals and being known and all that. But he had to step out. He had to put action to what God has said. And maybe God has spoke to us over the years and we can go back and just go back over our diary or our journal and go, Lord, was I supposed to do something that time you spoke to me? Lord, because I just say, God, Lord, why have I not accessed some of the words? Why have I not come into some of the prophecies that were over my life? And I have to go back and go, well, was there an action step I should be taking or I should be even asking about it? It's not going to just sit here. Noah just didn't sit there and the ark appeared. Noah put faith in action. Abraham put faith in action. Sarah put faith in action when she was told she was going to have the baby. She put faith in action that, that maybe there's things God wants to bear in us by faith. And that like, it might seem impossible. It might seem, man, like, look at the age of me. I'm 99, Lord. You're talking about a kid. How am I going to even run after that little fella? Maybe there's things God wants to bear in us by faith because that's where it starts. That you see it before you see it. That's, that's the way it works. That somehow, in, in that part of, it's the things seen that is not seen in, the, in this reality. That you step out in faith, you step in obedience, say, yes, Lord, I want to be someone that brings something into this earth or bears something into this earth that is of the kingdom of God. That we all think it's it, 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 like, you know, when, well, well, I'm a dreamer, so I dream, oh, Lord, you know, bear something in me that brings the whole of Ireland to know you. Maybe just burden just something in you so that you could be a tremendous war colleague. Or you pray for something in faith and you see it happening where no one else sees it. You know they always say the ones that get rolled out of heaven is all those people that are, you know, are in the background here or in closets here praying. And all the heroes of the faith that we know here, they're all, we think they're all going to be standing there and they're forcing the line. This lady comes out. What's your name? Oh, you um, maybe Simple MacPherson or something? No. Are you run her bounty? No. I know. I, I just prayed all the time. The Lord put it in my heart to pray. I seen it in my prayer closet. I seen it in there. Maybe God just wants to bear something that we 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 paint these grandiose pictures and and we and we think we're so little. It makes us feel so little. And God's like, can I just just put something in your heart? Will you go and stand outside? Like two days, or the week of Sinead O'Connor's death, that Tom from uh, Liberty Church, Tom Kearney, two days, two times during the week prior, the Lord told him to go out and break bread outside our house and pray. Now I know she wasn't there, but it was a house. Then we hear about death. Tom's like, she doesn't live there, Lord. She's been in London for a year. It doesn't matter. Who knows what that kicked off in the spirit around Sinead O'Connor? See, we could wipe her out. We, we think God doesn't care. And yeah, there's a fella in dreaming that God's here. Yeah, you're, you're just enough. You're like that Noah fella. You'll believe and do it. You're like that Abraham fella. You will just go. 
You, you, will, you will be... It's not... Like, we don't know the consequences of our sin or... Our, our sin, sorry. Our, our, our faith. We don't know when God asks you to do a little thing what that means in the kingdom of God. It's not even for this, uh, this um, age that can kick off something in the generations down the road. That's what happened with Sarah. That's what happened with Abraham. That they created by their faith and believing in God. A generation was created. A nation was created. You know, the blessing that we carry is part of what he, he received. By faith. It's unbelievable. You go down there and there's... there's oh, when you hear this, we'll just finish with the bottom part. By faith, Moses left... Moses left Egypt behind. Not being afraid of the king's anger. Not, not living for the riches and the treasures of Egypt. That he, for he considered the reproach because of the Messiah to be greater than the treasures of Egypt since his attention was on the reward of the Messiah. He didn't know the Messiah. She was right back in Egypt. But faith lets you see things way ahead. And he said, I'll, I'll forsake all the treasures of Egypt. I'll, yeah, you can have it. I'm going out. I'm going to be with my people. I'm going to do what God says. You can only do that by faith. You can only do that by trusting in God. There's many that have, have clever ideas and, and clever approaches and strategies and God is not in it and they don't walk and they don't melt to a hill of beans. And Moses is like, oh, I'll just leave it all behind. I'm going to, okay, see you, see you, Pharaoh. See you, onions and liver. <laughs> see all the, the perfumery. Or see all the, the pampering of Egypt from going to serve God. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down. And, and, and this is the bit, verse 32. And what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth, David, Samuel and the prophets who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging of fires, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength after being weak, became mighty in battle, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead. They were raised to life again. Some men were tortured, not accepting release so that they might gain a better resurrection. Others experienced mock and scourging, as well as bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They died by the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, destitute, afflicted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of this. They wandered in deserts and on mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. And these were the proof through their faith. Going through affliction, going through sorrow, going through famine, mockings, imprisonment, bonding, um, in bonds and being imprisoned. Even that has to have an exercise of faith in the living God. They... All these things were approved through their faith, but they did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, so that they would be made per- they would not be made perfect without us. That somehow, in all of our faith exercising, somehow in all of our trusting in the Messiah, somehow in us lend the Lord to bear. Some some people saying He wants us to go. Some people wants us to give mothers back their children, our fathers back their children. Some was that like will suffer injustice on behalf of Jesus. That like all of the stuff that we go through, it says that they're not fully, they're not fully um, made whole till we fulfil our end of it. It's like the, it was when we were watching the European there, the European um, games, and the the the, the 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 relay race. 
that it wasn't complete unless they handed her over to the next, to the next, to the next. Doesn't matter how fast the first one ran, they could, she, he or she could have leaven anyone in the wake and they get there and the other person doesn't make or the other person doesn't make or the last person falls or something. It's not complete until they all go across the line. And that when that one goes across, they were, they, she or her, uh, him was carrying the other three across the line. That was for them crossing the line. And it says that when we do our bit in the kingdom, that somehow they're made perfect, they're made whole. That's why in, in chapter 12, it tells us that about this great cloud of witnesses. Who are they, those great cloud of witnesses? All of them who by faith stepped in to what God had for them. Not just them, but people that you love and I love. People that, that like, like, my, my, like my brother on his deathbed gave his life to the Lord. He's now joined to this crowd, great cloud of witnesses. Like my eyes, my eyes of, of, of pyramids like of cloud-like people all just ascending and they're all cheering us on. Why? Because we're the ones somehow fulfilling what God has for us by faith. Somehow makes them whole. And I don't know how that works. But it sure is exciting. It sure is encouraging. That they're there. At that funeral yesterday, um, it was a lady actually. This was by faith. I was in B&Q four years ago, the 2nd of May, 2019. Monday morning. Sharon was in America with Becky and Greg and there. Uh, I was in B&Q getting a life, a life fitting. I wanted to get it done before Sharon came home. I had procrastinated for two weeks while she was away. And I'm like, I better get up to B&Q. Monday morning, after a weekend of whatever ministry, and um, I was tired. I got this done. I'm walking B&Q. dreary out Monday morning. And a woman walks by me who worked there. She goes, hello. I said, hello. Real beaming smile. And uh, she says, uh, I have something to ask you. And I'm like, should ask me? I'm like thinking, oh, maybe. So here's the nanoseconds we can think of. I'm thinking in this. I've something to ask you. My brain said, she, she works in B&Q. She probably heard about Lesotho. She probably has a load of material like for Lesotho. And um, it wasn't that anyway. That was my cup overflowing mentality or something. And, uh, and then she says, no, I need you to do something for me. And then I thought, maybe she wants me to do a wedding. I don't know how you think of all these things. And I says, well, what's that, love? And she says, eh. Uh, I want you to do my funeral. I'm like, what? I says, can I just ask you, who are you? And uh, she said, I've seen you doing a fu- another funeral. And uh, I said to my sister, I want that man to do my funeral. And now we were crossing paths. And um, it turns out, now what she said to her sister was, some of you will know her, Marie Fallon, that comes, that comes to the home church. Anyway, and and uh, I said, you're Marie's sister. Now all of it clicked into place. And for four years, I'd been walking with her and meeting up with her, organising a funeral. Prayed for healing. She didn't, wasn't a religious woman. She told me that from the get-go. You know, I'm not religious. And I go, lovely, eat that, my love. And we, yeah, we, we said, and yesterday I'd done a funeral. The first step was by faith. And I, I have a voice now. That's how I know the date. If you, I, I was hoping you were impressed that I remember that date. That's only because I have a voice now. And, uh, and I, wrote, I wrote a note to Sharon and in the car on the way home because I was shaking. I mean, who, you're going for a light bulb and you're coming back after meeting a woman with stage 4 cancer. And, uh, and I've listened back to it a number of times. And, and in the end I said, I don't know what's going to happen. 
But I know this woman is either going to get healed or she's going to get healed. She's going to get healed or she's going to get healed. And she didn't get healed of this cancer in her body, but she did. Because she's fully healed. And stepping out in faith might be something that's not even in your... <laughs> I didn't ask for that. I didn't say, come on, I stop somebody and being cute. But God brings you into these circumstances and situations. Now, will you just step in in faith? Now, Levine has joined that great cloud of witnesses. And yesterday at the funeral, where so many people that don't believe in God, I was there to tell them about this Hebrews 12. And I had them all light up their phone. Just, you, never, you never hear anyone ask them to get their phone out at a, at a funeral, but they did yesterday. And I got them all to light their torches. And I told Avina's family and grandkids to look around, because all of these people carry stories and memories of their loved one. And then I realised... I said to her, her kids and her grandkids and her brother and sister, hey, look, these people loved your sister and they have stories. But then I realized, Levine can see this moment. Because her body was in the, in the coffin where her spirit was with that great cloud of witness. And they're encouraging us. And I don't know how it works. I don't know. I'd love to know how it works. They encourage us, keep going, Jay, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep doing, keep believing, keep trusting, keep exercising your faith, keep hanging in there with Jesus when just sometimes you feel like it's a hanging in, but it's not a hanging in, you're exercising your faith, you're growing, you're growing your faith by exercising it. And who knows what will be the end result of what's on the other side of your prayer. I'm trying to take it down away from, we think of all these grand philosophies. We just be obedient to what he's asked us and said to us. And I tell you a beautiful thing I learned just by experience. A couple of years ago, I done I done an investigation into all of these people that they mentioned there, and I was doing like Sunday World expose on them all. I was like, yeah, these are all great men and women, but let's dig into their life now. And I was like, what do I go to? Where was their failure? And all of them failed. All of them got it wrong at times. All of them didn't do everything that they were supposed to do. Even Moses mentioned there. Moses failed God. And he didn't do what he said with the rock. You know, and you're like, what? Well, here's the beauty. None of the failures are recorded in that 11th chapter. Only what they done by faith. And see, the enemy tried to convince me over years. Ah, oh, look what you didn't do. Look how you failed there. Look how you didn't come up trumps there. Look at your thinking there. And I'm nearly making, that's what condemnation is, that it's going to be held against you. And the Lord showed me reading that one day. The only thing that's recorded in heaven is what's done by faith. Because sin is not recorded. Sin is never recorded in heaven. He's blotted it out by the blood of Jesus. But the enemy can't convince us that that sin is before us. And the sin is, our sin is before God. And therefore how can we step out in faith? The only thing that's going to be recorded. The only thing. He, or Corinthians. When everything goes through the fire. What we've done 
the attitude we done away, the heart we done away, the leading of God, the only thing that's going to come out there is what you've done by faith in the Son of God. That's cool, isn't it? Don't let the enemy convince us. It's not recorded. It's not recorded. As far as the east is from the west, so far as their sin removed from us. So Lord, I pray right now for each one of us. Lord, bring to remembrance to me and to us just things that you've spoken of in times gone past. And for some you need to hear that his plan is still the same. His plan is still the same. Abraham went down to Egypt. Do you remember it was by faith he left his homeland? He went down to Egypt. Remember he told lies about Sarah? He was willing to give Sarah up. And God gave the Pharaoh a dream. You do not put your hands near her. And he sent them back on the way to the original plan. Even more blessed than they they went in. I just feel God wants to say to some of us, the plan is still the same. You may have got waylaid and you may have got distracted, but my word still remains. And I've sent the four to accomplish that in your life and through your life. I've sent the four to accomplish something in and through your life. And I pray, Lord, you bring to remembrance, no matter what life is, what life isn't, I pray faith would arise of God. I pray, Lord, a spark of belief and trusting in you like we've never had before, Lord. I pray that you'd bear things in us by faith, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would give us, Lord, you'd let us see into what you have ahead, Lord, so that obedience would be easy, leaving things behind would be easy, no matter how great or magnificent they may be, but I wouldn't hold a candle to what you have and how you've spoke to us. And even suffering, oh God, that, Lord, that your people who have gone through suffering of all types, oh God. And we're here, and there's people going to get up in the morning and seek you and read your word, Lord, and lift up their hands and voices to you, Lord, exercising their faith, Lord. Would you bless, oh God. Lord, you said that you reward faith. You said, Lord, that faith is what pleases you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that would be much pleasing in your eyes and your ears, O oh God, from your people. Lord, the things that need to be done, Lord, if there's, there's people that need to be given back to life, like we read there, Lord. There's people that need to close the mouth of alliance. It may be not physical, O oh God, but spiritual. There's people that need to administer justice. Your people, O oh God, who you lead, I pray there would be a tremendous stepping out of faith, in faith. I pray that you would help us to live by faith. I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to operate in that gift of faith for your glory. Lord, I bless your people. I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, all the Father has for you. All of his love that he wants to lavish on you. I bless you with all that Jesus done, the fullness of what the Son of God done, I bless you in the name of the Son. I bless you in the name of the Spirit that all of the gifts, all of the fruits, all of the leadings, all of the confirmations and affirmations of sons and daughters, I bless you with in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you.
May he lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. And he grants us. He grants you right now. Just, just somehow open your hands or heart to receive. He grants you shalom. He does not hold back his shalom. The peace that brings completeness and soundness and wholeness and favor and prosperity. He grants it to us. And we receive it. Amen and amen.